And welcome to another episode of Even More Mashed Up, the podcast featuring two professors talking about all things pop culture. I am Patrick. And I am Alan, and that's with two A's and two L's. Is there more? Yeah. Two A's and two L's. And there's an N, too. But but the N is assumed. They're not where you expect them to be, or whatever the the, the second part of the line is? You didn't tell me there was a second part of the line. You've watched the show! Yeah, it was was like weeks ago that I saw it. So... Two A's, two L's, but not where you. But they're exactly where you'd expect them to be. Yeah, I know. And how does that make any sense? It doesn't make any sense. That's why it's funny. Oh, see that's two why A's it's... and two L's, but not where you'd expect them to be. There you go. Well, you really nailed it there. I'm so glad I turned that over to you. You didn't give me the whole line. I gave you the whole line. No, you didn't. I gave you. the Oh, whole you line. definitely did not. One hundred percent. One hundred percent did not. Totally did. Right, can we? So what are we talking about this? Well, week? if you can't tell from that deep dive into <laughs> into trivia from the show, yeah. we're talking She-Hulk. She-Hulk, the latest Disney Plus Marvel series. That's right. Available now on your television. Yes. Or streaming device. Or streaming device or right. phone or. Oh, by the way, we should say this at the top instead of the end. Mm-hmm. If you really love the podcast, uh-huh. but for some reason you don't want to listen to the podcast a second time, mm-hmm. but you have an hour free on Wednesdays at 5, mm-hmm. the podcast reruns on cougarradio.net. Oh, there you go. It, it, that's a very specific set of circumstances where you would choose to it listen is. to it on the radio mm-hmm. as opposed to the podcast. Again. I feel like we're hitting drive time, though, aren't we? It is drive time. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's important. Yeah, but if they're listening in drive time, they don't need to hear the announcement. Right, but this way they know to have their car radio streamer devices on <laughs> cougarradio.net. What do you imagine a... Car radio streamer device. Well, I was going to say car radio, like, and then I realized we're not actually over the radio, right. so it would have to be like some sort of streaming so, device. So you invented a that brand gets the new web. technology. It's car radio streamer. Car radio, car radio device. streamer device, patent pending. <laughs> the most. It would be like one of those old cassettes that you could like plug into your cassette player that played a, a CD. Try that. Oh, okay. Try what again? I thought you were going to say it's one of the cassette players that goes into a. Uh, or no, it wasn't a cassette. It was... <laughs> yeah. So. My friend in high school had an adapter to play cassettes out of his 8-track player. Oh, wow. He had an 8-track yeah, player are, in his car. You are old. I am. But yeah, he had an 8-track player and he had yeah. the cassette adapter into the 8-track player so we could play cassettes. Wow. That's yeah. how old school... No, I only had the cassette that went in so you could play a CD. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're off track again. We are. And you gave we're me... We're going to focus back in. You gave in. me a lot of notes after the last show you about did. how we need to be focused from the start. And I tried to focus this. I from gave the start. you one. All note. of a sudden, we're talking about radio. I gave you one transmitter. Note. But we were talking about listening devices. to the show, right? And then you got distracted do- with right. car streaming. I device. was doing a really good job of plugging the radio mm-hmm. while also doing the podcast mm-hmm. at the beginning. You can only give me so many notes. I gave you one, and I did it. Not I really. was focused. You're not now. She Hulk. Yes. So maybe we should start <laughs> with just like general impressions. Yes, good idea. Irina, have you seen it? I haven't. I'm really behind on all of my Marvel shows, so I just there are a lot of them. So have you have you given up on Marvel, or just you're just behind? It's okay if you give up. We were close. We've come close ourselves to giving up. What was the giving up point? It's been rough since. uh... Wow. No, we weren't big fans of Love and Thunder. No, oh, that would be a good point. To no. get. Yeah, that was that was kind of the nadir of of Moon Knight was Moon Knight was not. Yeah, we were down on Moon. Yeah, Moon Knight. Okay. Loki yeah. was okay. But yeah, Ms. Marvel was, was good. What? We did like Ms. Marvel. Yeah, yeah, Ms. Marvel was good. You didn't like Ms. Marvel? No, I haven't seen that. I, the Loki, though. Yeah? I like that. I liked it. It just I, it wasn't quite what I wanted. Oh. Well, There's a second I, season, though, so it could Yes, there is. I'm, I'm hoping the second season is, is more like the end of the first. At the For end me, it was a little up and down, really, yeah, but it ended well. It ended yeah. very well. Right. Yeah. But then they gave us Moon Knight. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then Eternals. Like, it's just, it's been... Phase four has been rough. It's been a, it's been a slog. It's been rough. It's been rough. So, yeah. which raises the question. Yes. What's Kevin thinking? No, where, that's uh, not the yeah. question. Yeah, go ahead. Where do we put She-Hulk among the various Disney Plus properties? If I had to place it, uh-huh. it would be a very competitive number two. Okay. If that's okay to say. I think so. It's a very competitive number two. Who's it competing with for number two? WandaVision would be... My number, number one. Oh, no, okay. No. Like it's it's like it's, it's a number, a number two, two competing for but number it's, one. It's there are moments where I think I like it more than Wandavision. Okay, especially because Wandavision ended very like it was such typically a, for it was a, yeah. the kind of stuff I complain about all the time. Like yes. it was the worst possible ending, but leading up to it, it was great. Mm-hmm. She Hulk nailed the ending, mm-hmm. but was could be a little like hit and miss at times. Otherwise, yeah. but I I really like She Hulk. Yeah. If, if you want to go back, that's that's a good place to start. Again, what do you think? Where's like, a good place to wait a minute? She Hulk. Like if you if you've abandoned the Marvel. Oh, universe, okay. I thought you're saying you if you want to go back and, and you want to pick it up, and catch up, pick things. it up okay. again. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So how how would you rank it? Yeah, I I would say it's probably the closest thing we've had to Wandavision. We have to quit agreeing. Yeah. The podcast is so well, much better when we don't agree. To be fair, but, yeah. this is where we're going to disagree. Yes. Is is you know because I've got Wandavision and Hawkeye are kind of my one A and one B. Oh, oh, so you have it's, a third. Yeah, I have a third one that's in there. Just for that's, purely nostalgia reasons, I will I, freely admit. Okay, all right. So, And you're actually wearing Hawkeye colors today. I actually to, have my to, Hawkeye t-shirt on under this. 100% you did. I, <laughs> I think everybody knows that. That's right. 100%. Like, just assume you've got a Hawkeye it's shirt It's a cold on. day, and I was out of white t-shirts. I was right. like, ooh, navy blue will go with this. Right. I know yeah. which one I'll wear. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah no, I, you know, I, it's definitely as Hawkeye smart. would be my third, by the way. Yeah. Like, I, I liked Hawkeye, but I don't think yeah. it's... She-Hulk is, is definitely as smart a show as WandaVision was, and it sustains yeah. it for the whole series. Right. Uh, I agree with you about the ending, is is that, you know, WandaVision ends. I don't have a problem with the WandaVision ending. You but, should. Um, I think with She-Hulk is what maybe, and, and, you know, this isn't fair to the show, but the fact yeah. that it's, it's more of a sitcom than right. a drama, it makes the show feel like it's not as high stakes as, say... WandaVision was. And I think it might have trouble kind of following through on those stakes too, maybe for mm. the same reason. We can talk about that as we kind of work our way Yeah, so like there's, there's, a, me, there's a yeah. lightness to She-Hulk that I think, which I really like because it's a, fr- a, a breath of fresh air. Oh my God, you literally stole that from the first line of my notes. Like one of the reasons I like She-Hulk so much, I think, mm-hmm. is because it feels different. Yeah. And it, it it's just, it's it's a breath of fresh air. Like it's yeah. it's actually fun to watch. Like from the yeah. very moment, like, we don't have to like go through like a really convoluted origin story. No, like, I, yeah, like, I want to talk about that. We just make it happen, which for me is good. I don't want the overcomplication. I thought then mm-hmm. the like the the chemistry between She Hulk and Hulk mm-hmm. was really good. We can talk yeah. about that in a little yeah. more detail as we kind of move forward. Everybody was really upset about or worried about the animation CGI. It's not okay. animation; it's CGI. Well, you are the one that knows radio transmitter, car radio streaming, streaming things. Yeah, right. So I, I will defer to you on the, do. on the technology question. But but the CGI was, it wasn't super lifelike. Yeah, it had a cartoony kind of feel to it at times. But to me, it was it worked perfectly for the show. Yeah, it was. The show it, didn't need real life Hulk. It was it needed better than the trailer. Sitcom Hulk. Um, yeah. There were a couple of moments like when she first goes to. The uh, costume designer studio, yeah, and then when she's walking the halls in the finale of Marvel, there were a couple times where she had like a weird kind of shimmer, yeah, to her, and she didn't quite blend in. 
But, but that, for but, me, uh, but po- given where it was in the first trailer and where it ended up, like it was, it was much better. There's still some but see, uncanny valley moments, but overall, I was fine with the but CGI. It, it worked because it looked kind of like comic booky to me. Oh, okay, like so, like, it was okay to me that it didn't look like it looks yeah. on the big screen because it was something, it was something different. Yeah. She breaks the fourth wall. There's just like there's so much fun. Yeah, like over the course of it, Sachinsky meter rating. Oh, I forget what was the Sachinsky meter. I don't. I, I, I'm still scoring on a scale of one to ten. It's oh, okay. Yeah, it's cackles and guffaws. Oh and boy, like it's like ten would be the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, it's probably. I'd probably give it like a nine. Ooh, eight point five maybe. I, mean, I like gave it's... it. I gave it a seven eight. Oh, okay. Which I think is like a good score. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking just grader. more in the context yeah. of of the Marvel. Oh, cinematic term, universe. Yeah, it'd be like a nine and a half. That it's in terms in of, context, of of where yeah. it is. But yeah, it's it's. And for Ed, much funnier than the Sandman. Well, yes, it is. Yeah. It is much funnier than this. Funnier, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's like I said, it's it's definitely up there with you know the the it's with WandaVision as something that is very smart. Um, and, yeah, and and can I say also like smart and funny, mm-hmm. but around a character that was for much of the series I thought like really human. Yes. Like, there's something about Jen Walters that feels really grounded mm-hmm. and real in comparison to, like, all of the other superheroes in the Marvel mm-hmm. Universe that we kind of bounce around with. And I, I loved after Josh kind of, you know, leaves her, mm-hmm. that she kind of goes through that period of, of, like, trying to, like, how does she describe it? You know, you have that really popular friend oh, in high school. I actually have the quote. Okay, good. Uh, or, or a good chunk of the quote. Uh, yeah. Let me find it here. Um you think life would be so much easier if I was that person and I can turn into that person anytime I want to and yeah. everyone pays attention to me when I'm like this, like my colleagues, my boss, guys. But it, feel like, it feels like cheating because would they like me if I didn't have all of this? Yeah. Would the same guys who like She-Hulk stick around for Jen because some of them don't and that sucks for Jen because Jen is great and no one cares when they're She-Hulk. It's, a, it's, there it's are one co- of the moments where... There are a lot of moments where... Um, both the writing and Tatiana Maslany's acting like really, really nailed some of, uh, particularly the stuff they were doing with gender. And that, and, that some, yeah. some deeper. I mean, there were there were there were quippy moments about gender, like in the in the right. pilot where sure. she makes the comment when Bruce says, you know, it's angered by trigger or fear, and she's like, well, that's the baseline right. for women any. live in fear. Yeah, so there, there were yeah. quippy moments like that, but there were also moments where, like. I really felt for Jen, and and it was right. clearly that she was channeling sort of experiences that that women sort of go through. And to me, that's the beauty of of doing it as a comedy, mm-hmm. because the comedy juxtaposed to that moment of tragedy, mm-hmm. to me heightens the tragedy. Yeah, it makes you feel it kind of all yeah. the more. And and because like Jen Walters is one of the funnier superheroes we mm-hmm. have too. Like she's very quippy. Like she's she's yeah. constantly you know like dropping the one liners, and then all of a sudden you shift. And you're like, oh my god! Like she's an actual mm-hmm. human being with feelings. Yeah. And I think Vicky said as she watched the show repeatedly, mm-hmm. like I don't know who wrote the show, but they clearly understand what it means to be a woman in America. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, like and we'll talk about that more as we kind of move move through. Mm-hmm. But I just I just thought. Like that was such such a human moment. Yeah, in that's, a show. that's like, a good way. There are like, some really good yeah. human moments relating to the experience of being a woman in America. That yeah. that you know, those were moments that I re- that I really liked. But like I, the quippy would, moments were good too. But I really there were there were a number of moments where I really that moment, 
the moment in the trial when she has to bring out like her the guys that dated her like yeah just oh, oh yeah like, like that, so the, awkwardly the awkward, true you know and then even the Josh moment like because I I saw the Josh moment coming at the end yeah. of that episode and yeah. just the feeling of violation I felt yeah in that moment like, like like the writers and directors and everything just really they they clearly captured but I but that I think feeling. they do more than just capture what it means to be a woman in America mm-hmm. like that quote you read. It's also about being human. Yeah. You know, there's there's something very profoundly human about what they're doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so it, so we agree. It was a breath of fresh air. Yep. It was smart. Yep. It was fun. Yep. It was human. Yep. And I thought, you know, there's, what do I hate about, like, talking about a Marvel movie with you more than anything else? Uh, continuity. No. No? I, I do hate time travel. There's something I hate more. Something you're really fascinated by in movies, and you're always like, "Hey, did you?" And I'm always like, "I don't want to talk about that aspect of what." Well, you just said time travel. Is it time travel? It's not time travel. It's Easter eggs. Oh, Easter eggs! Yes. I hate Easter eggs. Yes, because they just make me feel dumb, and I, I'm not particularly interested. And mm-hmm. this kind of show, in some ways, was like super Easter eggy, just in terms of like the guest stars and how like yeah. ensconced it was in like a very very. Um, deep dive into the Marvel with universe. some of the characters they brought in. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, and we we will talk about El Aguila. Yes, eventually, but Aguila, Aguila. I think it's pronounced Aguila. Okay, I'll, I'll go with you. Um, I'm just going with what the show said. It didn't have the the, the hard second L when they, okay. when they said his name in the show. It didn't right. sound like that. The hard I, second L. I stand corrected. Aguilla. But what I liked was that. Um, the, the people that were there made sense for the most part, mm-hmm. and it didn't feel overly forced to me, yeah. in part because it was it was mostly to have fun with these. Yeah. Because you can't take porcupine. No. I, I give them you? credit for doing a very old-school, original-looking porcupine costume, because that... I have no idea where porcupine comes from or what he originally looked like. He was an old giant man villain, I think, but he basically looks like what he looks like in the show originally. And then it's, well, they were really struggling for giant in, man. In, in like the '80s, he got like a much more kind of streamlined, you know, cooler looking outfit. But I, I find the original that, one, he literally that, was some giant. I find that very hard he was to a believe. big, shaggy bunch of quills. Did he like ever? It was, did he ever looked? Cool. It was a, yeah. Uh, no, that's the modern outfit. That's the modern outfit. Oh, yeah, Irina has found where they the, made him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to see the the old. School. There's one where he's yeah. There he is. There that's that's and the that's big one. that's pretty much what he looks like in yeah, the show. Yeah, it is. I, I was yeah, impressed. They, they, they leaned into they leaned in hard to like old school kind of fine. like very serious authenticity. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. The one guest star that was weird to me mm-hmm. was the one everybody loved the most. I think was Daredevil. Oh, okay, but what was weird to me was the shift in tone. Like, can you imagine taking? somebody from the Netflix Daredevil mm-hmm. series and then dropping them into She-Hulk, which are almost as different in terms of tone as they could be. They are. It's interesting because in the comics, Daredevil originally had more of the She-Hulk tone. It's really only when you get, I think, Frank Miller in the 80s right. and you do Born Again, that that very, like the Daredevil that inspired the next show, that's where that comes it from. It becomes like the Dark Knight of the Marvel Universe. Yeah, that, that, that prior point. to that. I mean, there's, there's a whole storyline in early, you know, Daredevil comics where to hide his secret identity, which everyone, you know, has figured out, he starts pretending to be his twin brother, Mike. And having to be Mike and Matt not yeah. being there and, and like it was it's a that's, it's that's a, bad like slapsticky kind it of it is stuff. but that that yeah. was the tone of yeah. and then you have the Mark Wade run in the two thousands that went back to a kind of a, a, a blend of the two but Daredevil has been a more lighthearted character in the past but 
in the more recent iterations, mm-hmm. and it is, you know, Charlie Cox. Yes. Like, dropping into She-Hulk. It, it's weird, mm-hmm. momentarily. Yeah. But but actually kind of lovely. Maybe, like, that's a good transition to to the way in which they use guest stars. Okay. In the series. Mm-hmm. Because I thought they, they overall, they really killed Oh, I do have, I did have stars. notes on the show, though. Oh, on the show generally? Of, yes. Oh, okay. Well, don't let me... Don't let me run over your notes. So, yeah. No, I mean, uh, you know. So these are just notes on the show. This is a now section on the show we'll call notes on the show. No, these are things that they could work on. Those kinds of notes. Oh, oh, so, oh, you're going to. your overall impressions. Oh, oh, okay. So. I was going to save some of mine for later, but I'll, I'll, I'll blend them in now. Oh, right? okay. Well, what, are your, saying, what are your criticisms of this wonderful piece of art? Um, I was not the biggest fan of Titania. That's totally fair. That I mean, I, it, just, it, the, it had nothing to do, it, you know, it's just the, the conception of the character was a little bit too different from the comic books. Oh, oh, than, the canon than police. For me. Yeah. So we, we haven't defunded the canon police No, yet. we've not. We have not. We I'm still here. We, hey, so, I'm not funded. So, so it was, period. it was canon for you. I just, I, yeah, I didn't, yeah, it was, it was, that was too far a swerve. I could, I, I don't mind them swerving as far as they want to. Yeah. I just, it was hard for me to feel anything about the character yeah. because she didn't seem written with very much depth. No, she, well, yeah, she wasn't. I think. Yeah. She, I, but like Madison is also a character that, like in theory, is a person without a lot of depth. Yes, but felt like you know but, a, yeah. a more fully fleshed out character yeah. than Titania did. Yeah, and then I was I I I'm okay, still that's not fair. sure. I, I accept that criticism. I'm not sure I entirely understand Blonsky. Like it's a it's a very weird. Like how Wong found out about him in the first place. Like it, it, it was a very well, weird. Everybody would have known about the abomination, wasn't he? Like fighting the whole. I guess, way but back then to, to teleport into where they're they're like, why would Wong even imprison? Like, go get him out of prison. You in mean the at first the end place? or at the first? Wait, at the end of the show? No, at the beginning. At like the when, beginning when, of the show. for when he shows up in Shang Chi. Oh right! Like well, just, he needs somebody just, to, for his fight. Yeah, club. it just it it felt a little. But yeah, Blonsky was just kind of it felt weird to me. Huh. Well, the thing is, um, the actor, Tim Roth, I yes. love. Yes, like, Tim Roth is great. He's so good. Did you see Bergman Island? No. So Bergman Island was like this art film that Oh, Bobby, I remember Bobby. Yeah, I remember Bobby. Bobby was like, yes. you have to see this. Have you seen it, Irina? You should at some point. I remember as, I was... As a com major, like it's it, it's a film about making film. Like yes. it's a really, Which explains really why Bobby likes film. it. Yeah. I remember looking at it on Amazon Prime and it was like two ninety nine. I was like, oh, I'd pay that to watch that. 100% worth it. So I need to watch that. I'll write it down. Okay, it's Bergman okay. Island. It's it's. I'm just gonna point out she brilliant. pretended to write it down. No, no, she, or she's like, she's, I'm writing it down. She does not even have a pen in her no, hand. I, I, yeah, I was like, like, like Alan will I, never figure it out. Yeah. Look, Alan, I'm writing I'll write it down. down. Yeah. There's no paper I'll write or pencil it, yeah. over that was, here. That was yeah. fantastic, Arena. I'll write it down. <laughs> Clearly, she's gonna watch that movie. And then I do have. So, I do have. But real quickly on yes. on Roth. Yeah. Like, obviously, Blonsky is quite different from the the role he plays in Bergman Island. Mm-hmm. Like what a what a brilliant actor! Like yes. he's just he's so good at what yeah. he does. Sorry, go ahead. Well, and I do have one minor continuity glitch. Yes, about Donnie Blaze. Donnie Blaze, the magician. Oh yes. Because I wonder, given that we know Mordo is hunting down sorcerers, yes, how he has not found Donnie Blaze yet. Is Donnie Blaze a sorcerer? He uses the sling ring. Yeah, but not very well. I know, but he's still, I don't know. But, maybe he's but not Mordo important does, for Mordo. But Mordo doesn't seem like he wants any sorcerer. So it seems to me like Don, like well, Donnie maybe, Blaze isn't exactly hiding what he does. Maybe Donnie Blaze is lower on his list and he hasn't gotten I guess, to I don't him know. Yet. I just feel like what's well, been, you know. If you were a supervillain uh-huh. and you were hunting down wizards, uh-huh. how what's what's the priority level of Donnie Blaze? Oh, I want to rack up as many kills as I can get. Yeah. Got to get got to so, cl- clear So you just want to kill count. Just got to clear the weeds. It's, it's a numbers game. 
So you're one of those supervillains who's not going to go after the top end no, wizards because exactly. you're afraid of them. Quali- g- quantity over quality, baby. I'm not taking on right. Doctor Strange. Right. I will take on Donnie Blaze. So your your approach would be genocide of wizards. Something like that, yeah. Okay. Just, I wouldn't okay. phrase it that you, way you, exactly. Wizard genocide? That's not a wizard. It's not a genocide. Kill them all. It's more of a... It's more Kill of all a, the weaklings. Is it more of a culling? It's a culling. Hashtag the gummo. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. So, anyway, anyway any, any other, that's all the notes. Th- those are all my notes. Wow, so you, you don't have much. No, I don't. No, like I said, I, I really liked the show. I th- This show was so much fun. It's it's easily, so yeah, fun. it's it's easily in, it, it's above the vast majority of Disney Plus series. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. And the the guest stars play a part in that. Like, mm-hmm. I thought Ruffalo was great. Yeah. I, again, I love the chemistry between the Hulk mm-hmm. and the She-Hulk. And we can come back. I, like, we get to the feminism yeah, of I've it. Got I some, want to come back to their, that, yeah. their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Murdock. Do you yeah. like that he's in the old school suit? I do. That canon guy would be like, I do like very, I mean, very excited. Number one, the, 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 the ketchup and mustard combo is an interesting choice to go with. So, But he did. He did. You oh, know, yeah. historically. It's a weird... It is, but it, it 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 yeah. I, I I did like I like yeah. Everything about the Matt Murdock cameo worked for me. The 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 chemistry that he had with Jen was great, mm-hmm. and the Walk of Shame that was good, so good. Like, and it, it's the guy doing the Walk of Shame. Yeah, it's and he's just, barefoot. That was the other thing. Too. Like, he's carrying his boot. I'm like, you had time to put on your entire Daredevil suit, but not the shoes. That's right. And he's kind of doing that like Charlie Brown sad walk. Oh yeah, <laughs> like just so, walking by straight the straight out of Arrested Development. Yeah, you know? so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just. Um, and then I liked him at the end when he's with the family and, and you know, oh my talking God. to with everyone. The, with the family was unbelievable. Yeah. That's exactly what it would be like, I guess. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a lawyer, but he doesn't make enough money. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, I the The Daredevil, you know, they obviously we knew it was coming and they teased it for a long time, but it was totally worth the wait. So now that they have a relationship, though, is Daredevil, like, is Daredevil going to be on the big screen or is he just going to be? Disney I don't know. Well, they're, they're doing the Born Again right. series, which I think might have just started filming. Okay. So, so and they've they've both 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 uh, Charlie Cox and 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 Maslany have said they would love to have She Hulk in it, but don't know if that's going to be again, possible or there, not. There's like a tone question. There is there a bit too. of a tone like, question. Like Born again there. is a very dark. It is, yeah. Well, fairly dark. It's I mean, dark. it's not wizard genocide dark. No, but, but it's, it's dark. It's pretty dark. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know my favorite guest star appearance. Wong. No, cousin Larry. Oh yes, that they took cousin Larry, Mark Lynn Baker, from Perfect Strangers, and they parachuted him into yes. Oh, uh, I I cannot tell you how happy that made both Vicky and myself. I knew oh, watching the show, uh, like when I watched the, when I watched the pilot, and I was like, "Is that Mark Lynn Baker? It is." Oh, Alan and Vicky are going to be so happy. I love that guy. My favorite moment with him was when he sprayed the uh, reporters with the hose. Yeah, and then he's yeah. like, "I don't care if there's a drought. I got plenty of water." I'm like, "That yeah. was that was." He's that a, was a brilliant moment. He's a good dad. He is a good dad. And he's, you know, Vicky's met him a couple of times yeah. in New York, just like in passing outside right, of yeah, Broadway been, shows yeah. or whatever. And he's like apparently like a really sweet guy. Yeah, um, we, well, we've talked about it before. I remember on the um, the I Love the 80s show on VH1 when yeah. they were talking about Perfect Strangers. I remember, I think it was Dana Delaney was talking about how You always remember it was Dana Delaney. Yeah, she's friends, with, she's friends with Mark Lynn Baker and yeah. that... He made so much money on Perfect Strangers that he never has to work again. You know what? Which Good that for is him. the life. Yes. I, Perfect Strangers was this great aid. We should do a podcast sometime, like looking back on a yeah. show, because like, it was about immigration mm-hmm. and assimilation. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's it would be worth doing. You know what? This would be good. A Perfect Strangers MCU mashup. Yeah. No. No. You're not feeling it. I mean, we kind of we've kind of got that with She-Hulk. I don't know. He's not really cousin Larry in this. Mm. He's a much kinder. Yeah, that's true. 
you know, but I mean, maybe he's loosened up. Maybe he's kind of Larry loosened up. But yeah, I, I, yeah, it was nice. I mean, it was a fairly random thing to see Mark Lynn Baker yes. in, but it was great to Love see to Mark see Lynn Baker. Nobody else will care except for me. Yeah, and but Vicky. Like, Vicky will it, care. Right, right. But like, perfect casting. Yeah, just, just brilliant. And then he's obsessed with Hawkeye. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, <laughs> because the if there is if there is a character <laughs> in the Marvel universe that would care about Hawkeye, yeah. it would be Jed's dad. Like that seems unsafe. Yeah. Cousin Larry. Does he just collect the arrows or what? Yeah. Great <laughs> It does stuff. make you wonder. It does, but we answered it in the yeah. Hawkeye series. He does go back and get the arrows. Did, did he answer that? Yeah, because that's why he sends Kate to the police uh, impound lot or whatever to get the arrows. Oh, I thought it was just because they'd been impounded. Yeah, but it means he, he collects it and he gets the arrows. Okay, he picks them all back up. Yeah, because he can't just put his, his special but not arrowheads like his, on, not on ordinary arrows. arrow. Right. That one you can't get, pick back up. Well, no, not if, not if you exploded it. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, other guest stars. How'd you like Wong? Love Wong. Wong was great. And I, I assume you love Madison, too? I do love Madison, yes. Their relationship kind of makes sense, if it you was, really think about it. Madison, when she first showed up, was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to like this. And then, yeah. like, two minutes later, I was like, nope, she's hilarious. She, she, she was good. Like, she was good. And yeah. she kind of leavens Wong a little bit. She does. Yeah. I, I, I love them watching TV. And just watching Sopranos and This right. Is Us, and and I'm assuming right. she just spoils Her everything. Spoiling everything as they go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was that. It it it's. I really. I, I read an interview with with um. I think it was the the showrunner Jessica Gao, where she said the one regret she has is she didn't get Madison back in the finale. Yeah. Which I was like, I need to see. I would I'd like know, to see Madison again. Given the way in which the finale functions, they should True. have had Madison. They should have had like, Madison. Like she, when you put it that way, like that's the big yeah missing piece. But yeah, from... Madison. She was yeah that the whole. First it was scary, then it was fun. <laughs> just traveling yeah, just, through just, dimensions, just, you know? Like, like, I had to give a goat six, by, six drops of my blood. It was just, <laughs> just yeah. That the was, basic things you do when you're traveling yeah, through. Mad, blood, yeah, Mad, yeah. The, 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 and the moment where, like, the portal opens behind her, she's like, ooh. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, Madison was, 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 she was fantastic. Great. She was great, absolutely. But better than Wong and Madison for me were all the second and third and, like, eighth tier characters. Oh, yeah. That kind of get churned through. Yeah, they 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 which totally they, makes sense in a legal comedy oh, kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Oh, I was just saying, yeah, no, they, I was just saying they did a deep dive on on some of the characters. When I was a used. really little kid reading comic books, one mm-hmm. of the first groups of like supervillain teams I remember, Wrecking Crew, the Wrecking Crew, yeah, just the dumbest. Well, they're just they're just those characters. They they kind of serve the same purpose as as like Juggernaut in the X Men comics. Is that every once in a while you just need someone for them to fight. Yeah, but Juggernaut's a more interesting character. I mean, the Wrecking Crew literally, like the one guy carries a crowbar. Wrecker. The other guy carries like a steel ball on Thunderball. a chain. Thunderball. Um, what's the other guy carry? Uh, well, like one a of them. Jackhammer? No, well, no, one of them is Pile Driver. What does he carry? I think he's, he doesn't carry anything. He's just no. super strong. Okay. Uh, and then you've got Bulldozer that has the big metal headpiece that he, he slams his head into people. Good God. Yeah, no, they're they're the, they're the they're, worst collection of supervillain talent ever. Yeah. And yet, it always made me wonder because so the first time I encountered the Wrecking Crew was when they showed up in the original Secret Wars series. I'm like, yeah. how did they make the cut? Right. Like, this Very is weird. all of our major supervillains. Oh, and the Wrecking Crew. When they show up, you're like, they're not going to make it out of this thing. Yeah, like, and somebody's going to die, and, and it's going to be, and yet they do. The so, but yeah, the Wrecking everybody. Crew. I did. I took me a while. I was like, wait a minute, is that the Wrecking Crew? Yeah. <laughs> Cannot believe they did Wrecking Crew. Were there any other that kind of jumped out at you? I've got a list of them, but well, Mister Immortal is always good. Really Debuting funny. West Coast Avengers number forty-six. Well, we all know that. Remember the right? Great Lakes I mean, Avengers. 
West Coast Avengers 46. Hey, yeah. he's a charter member of the Great Lakes Avengers. Yeah, everybody remembers the Great Lakes Avengers. Which like, is who, that's like yeah, after Hawkeye left the team after U.S. agents joined in issue American 45, he, he and Mockingbird sort of helped turn the Great Lakes Avengers into a legit team. You know this is not my favorite part of any podcast. I know. When you, I'm like, sorry. You're the one you that... I'm sorry. Which of us brought up the deep dive characters? Was it me or was it you? Well, I was only going to treat them superficially. I didn't know we needed like a blow-by-blow biographical background. That's pretty alliterative. Yeah. Pretty proud of that. Yeah. Um, anybody... like? So I didn't know Leapfrog. I remember he's a minor sort of like spider. I don't think he's a villain. I think he's kind of a well-intentioned but really bad superhero. Okay. But I do, I remember, I think I had like one of his like Marvel team-up appearances or something like that. He seems like a guy that would get relegated to the Marvel team-up. Yeah. Which, let's be honest, was kind of throwaway stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Leapfrog is, I mean, you know, it was funny seeing him, but yeah, Leapfrog is, is, he's, you know, yeah. Yeah. A bench warmer in the Marvel Universe at best. Right. Right. Um, did you like the shape shift, shape shifting as Guardian Elf? Yeah, that was fine. Yeah, I agree. Not not the best. Um, I did like that the She Hulk website had like a little Pepe the Frog lookalike on it. Oh, did it? I didn't notice that. Yeah, Pepe is kind of like yeah. guest starring from the real world as opposed right. to right. like Marvel Comics. But yeah, we can come back to him. I loved all the characters at Blonsky's retreat. Oh yeah, there were some deep man bull. If they did, if they did. A series just on Blonsky doing yeah. therapy, therapy with, with them with, yeah. for like eight or ten episodes. I'm 100% in. Yeah. Although, you know, maybe El Aguila and... Um, did some light matadoring in high school. And... <laughs> I, so how did you feel about the treatment of that character? He's one of the original, like very early... Very early. Latinx characters yeah, well, that shows up. It's him and White Tiger. And, right. And, you know... Right. I mean, but he, yeah, he just shows up in a handful of like Power Man and Iron Fist issues like. right never taken very seriously but still like a, one of the early attempts yeah. at kind of diversity especially like a chicano representation yeah i mean he's always was i the mean treatment okay for you in this it was fine i mean i think you know i, I you know they obviously played him as sort of a a comedic character I, but i think um, to try to expose the way in which the original character was built upon a bunch of stereotypes like matadoring yeah i think there's some of it but I, for me part of it was that i mean Everyone in that room was sort of so silly, and the show itself is right. in being a sitcom. It's right. not. It's not like we didn't have that version of of Elagila in in like you know Hawkeye or in you right. know Falcon and Winter Soldier. In his relationship with Manbull, yeah, the codependent. Kind of was, yeah. So within within the context so of the good. show, I I I enjoyed him. All right, and then we've already talked about Porcupine. Yes, I don't understand why he smelled so much when he took the mask off. Because he's been he never takes the suit off. He's yeah, but li- it was only his mask. Like, his face smells that bad. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, you apparently, not. that's 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 how I understood it, is that he like he never takes the suit off. And then the vampire guy, I didn't know. So I didn't know him. I, that was even too deep of a dive for me. Like Saracen, I was like, I don't know oh, who that is, is. Is he in the Marvel universe? He is. Okay. I don't know. I, I, so they you know. found somebody you didn't know. Yeah. That's how deep a dive that's, it was. That's a that's an impressive reach. Yep. Oh, and then at the end, like we kind of had Lou Ferrigno. Which I loved. Oh yes, yes, we had the... the 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 intro to the last episode. So good. Yep. Yep. Don't make me angry. Yeah, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. You like me when I'm. Yeah. Angry. No, I was. Yeah. They they the the note for note recreation of of the original '70s Hulk show. Yeah. But with with She Hulk. So good. Yeah. I was like, well, because they showed the "Don't make me angry" bit in the trailer, and so all season people are like, "Are we gonna get this? How are yeah. we gonna get this?" Right. I always thought it was going to be like an ad for her her legal services or something, right. but the fact that it was her dream to start off the uh, finale episode, I thought, yeah. Yeah. Any other guest stars you want to talk about? I think that was pretty much, I don't think I had too much else. 
Well, maybe we should talk about what's what's really been like the center of the public conversation about the mm-hmm. show, and that is the feminism of yes. She-Hulk, which apparently, being a feminist, makes certain people very, very angry. Yes, well, and particularly in a show that seems to have been largely designed to to troll such people. It, it the, the way in which this show functions to troll the trolls mm-hmm. is one of my favorite things about it. It is, yeah. Show. Well, and, and they make literally the trolls are the bad guy. Yeah. Well, but the other thing too well, is alert. yeah. The other thing too is that you know, they obviously finished this show months ago. Right. And yet they saw every episode like literally seemed to be responding to how people were responding to how the trolls were responding right. to it. Like they they it's, again suggesting that the women behind the show really kind of know like they know what exactly they knew what the reaction was going to be. Are going to respond? Yeah, like to they, a woman saying something like, "I can be a lawyer, or I can write a show." Yeah, like they, yeah. they, um, yeah, they, they clearly anticipated the. But yeah, so I thought I thought yeah. it was brilliant. I I agree in the way in which there's like sisterhood from the beginning. Like mm-hmm. first when she first turns into the Hulk, and then the women that she doesn't know at the bar take care of her, mm-hmm. and then the kind of the group of women she has around herself yeah. at work. You know, like there's a real sense of sisterhood here. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things that really upset maybe the. I, I don't know. All, I'm, I'm going to call them dudes. Okay. Dude bros. Mostly dude bros, right? Or bro dudes. Who were really unhappy with this. Is it like she's just a better version of the Hulk? Yes. Like, in every way. She adapts to her powers really quickly and easily. Doesn't have the split personality. Right. When when Bruce is like, you have to be a superhero, like, her very commonsensical response is, no, nah, I just want to be a lawyer, man. Yeah. Like, I, I don't need to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. Like, Bruce needs to be a superhero. Like, the way he name drops all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always trying to prove himself. You know, like, I matter. I'm important. And she's like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I, I don't care. Yeah. Um, the way that, like, she wrestles with being labeled She-Hulk, but mm-hmm. then owns it in her own way. Like, she's just, she's, she literally, I mean, the Hulk rips up his binder on how to. Uh, yeah. On uh, how to transition to being the Hulk, because she's so good at doing well, it. Well, and that's one of the things that I found really interesting and subtle in the pilot episode. Yeah. Because she gives that whole speech about how when, when he says, you know, you have to control your anger. And she's right. like, I control my anger every day of my life. And right. she gives, like, this long list of, like, things. And one yeah. of them is when, like, men explain how she should do things when whole, she knows how to do them better. Yeah. And I'm like, it's literally Bruce. It's Bruce whole, is doing that the right. whole time. It's a whole binder of mansplaining. Yeah. But, right? he, but yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's actually her blood that heals his arm. She He can't heal himself. Right. Like, she's a better Hulk than him on so many levels. Yeah. And yet... And it was one of the things yeah. that I thought was because I don't know that that I didn't see a lot of people talking about that aspect of the pilot in terms of, you know, when she's talking about men who are, right. you know, who aren't better than her at what she does, telling her how to do her job. Yeah. It's what Bruce is doing the whole time. Right. And I'm just like, that's yeah. that's one of the, the 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 pilot for me. You mentioned this earlier. The pilot for me was about as perfect a first episode as I could have imagined. It was. It was. It was so well done. So well done. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in all these ways, kind of undermining, kind of like mm-hmm. um, the masculinity that we all assume is inherent yeah. in being a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just brilliantly done. Although yeah. provoking a lot of complaining. Yeah. Online. Yeah. Can I can I give you a bonus fair or foul? If we're talking about complaining, well, we haven't I mean, had a fair or foul yet, so how does it say bonus fair or foul? Well, fair or foul always come at the end of the show. Oh, so if okay. they come early, okay. they're a bonus. Gotcha. 
So you know, I like to go to just the Google and type in reviews and yes. see what like the the ordinary people are saying. Yes. Oh, if you went to Rotten Tomatoes, because it is the show is getting review bombed. I want to talk about that for sure. Like that's a little bit further. Um, so this is the Ace of Spades. Oh God. <laughs> I don't like. Here's here's is what this Ace a website or is this just someone's no, name? No, just, just okay. Somebody chose as Ace of their Spades. moniker. Oh. I'm going to be the Ace of Spades. All right. Yeah. Can't wait to hear this. Um. It's long, so I'll cut to the chase. Quote, this is the pinnacle of caring more about the message than the piece of art itself. Oh, that's foul. He goes on. He cares, I, again, about, cares about, but it's the pinnacle of caring about both. No, no, I think you're missing it. It's the pinnacle of caring more about the message than the art. Yeah, no, it cares about the art and the message. I hear what you're saying. He goes, I'm assuming it's a he. Oh, yeah. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm pretty confident, dude, bro. Um Quote, the message that women can do anything men can is a powerful and important message. Uh-huh. That's not, you're going to agree with that, right? That, so you're, yes. you're kind of falling in line with the ace of spades. Uh, no, just that. Just that. <laughs> okay. We should all teach it. But doing so in such a heavy-handed um, way. And the method of doing so by putting men down and labeling them all as bad is not only offensive, but it limits the potential audience. I think I might have seen that quote somewhere. Yeah. Well, the Ace of Spades has... Yeah. He came up... He was very high on the Google hit list. Yeah. Well, they're not all yeah. bad, because Pug is good. Right. Well, immediately, you're like, well, that's not true. Yeah. Like, Pug is good. It's almost like on that... And somebody writing about like that is seeing what they want to see... Possibly. ...in the show. Yeah. And clearly, the, show, the politics of the show are not his politics. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. But the final meeting of Intelligentsia is just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like when they're gathered at the lodge. Yeah, well, it's one of the things, I, another moment where the writing of the show kind of w- was really brilliant because yes. they do, like going into that episode, I was like, oh, Bruce is going to show up. Right. Abomination. And I'm like, we're going to get, I'm like, they're all, Titania's they all, coming back. They're they all going to be there. To come together. Yeah. And then of course they do and that's when She-Hulk stops the show and is like, this. and I was like, they, you know, they right. brilliantly set up that expectation But even before earlier that, in the series. Even before that, when the men are just gathering and talking to each other, mm-hmm. like, the one guy is like, and when Pug's trying to like, right, he's trying to, them, he's trying to, yeah. he's like, and can't, right, right, trying to be like a, a jerk. A dude bro. Yeah, a dude bro. Um, like, I hate She-Hulk. We've already got a Hulker. I don't like Lady Thorpe. Not because she's a woman, you yeah, know. Just or, because she sucks or right, whatever it was. Right, like, we got to find the best person for the job. Yeah. That kind of, you know, I can't say the word. Um, The the no-doy that Todd drops. I'm like, oh, my. Mm-hmm. It just, it was pitch perfect. But the one guy says, like, when she, she asks for an apology, I'm sorry that you're upset. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Such a dude response mm-hmm. to, like, a woman who's upset. Like, I'm not going to apologize. Yeah. Except for the fact that you're upset. Um. Just that Todd is the big bad. Yeah, is it's all one hundred percent perfect. And mm-hmm. Vicky said it was like she could feel the ang- the anxiety and how awful it is. Like it 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 so much reflects so much of her lived professional experience. She's talking about Jen's anxiety as a woman. Yeah, right. That no, that being around men, right, who feel as if it's okay mm-hmm. to talk about women this way. And kind of you know brandish masculinity in a way that elevates them and diminishes women, mm-hmm. you know like like it was like almost post traumatic yeah. for Vicky in some ways. He said like that's it. Like mm-hmm. clearly women wrote this show. Oh yeah, because like it speaks to that moment where it doesn't matter how accomplished you are. Yeah, as I a know. Woman. Like what, it doesn't matter what you've um, done professionally or personally. It's it's always going to be diminished. It's always yeah. going to be seen as second rate to what men have. Yeah, been. I mean Zeb Wells, who's a male comic book writer, he yeah. wrote. 
one of the episodes. I don't remember. Uh, I think it might have been. It yeah. might have been the Blonsky episode. There actually, must have now been that I think women in the writers. But room by, well, that's the thing. I, he and maybe one other person might be the only two men yeah. on there. Otherwise, it was all. Because um, I know Dana Schwartz wrote. Right. That's right. Um, I don't think it was the wedding episode. I think it was the episode right before. Well, when the Jen goes episode. to the writers' room too. It's a diverse writer's room that's predominantly female as well. Yes. But, you know, Vicky said, as a professional woman, like, mm-hmm. who's lived through 20-plus years yeah. of, like, this in the workplace, that it's, like, pitch perfect yeah. in terms of, you know, how women are belittled. It just, yeah. It, it was it was. It well, was I read so something well to, done. I read something this morning that, that, that Jessica Gao, who's the head writer and, and showrunner of the yeah. show, she apparently pitched for Black Widow and Shang-Chi and something else. Yeah. And she included She-Hulk in every single pitch. Yeah. And in fact, what I read said that her Black Widow pitch was a She-Hulk movie that Black Widow was in. Nice. And and like yeah. she made it clear that she really wanted to do yeah. something for She-Hulk. So. And, she, and she did. And it's it's really powerful. And then the, it, that that kind of very like toxically masculine gathering mm-hmm. then devolves into what is supposed to be like the classic Marvel. Yes. Like mega battle well and you even get you even get the like you said the hulk drops in the abomination is there but you also get the great moment where hulk drops in sees abomination holding jen assumes abomination is the bad guy and you great you get the great oh two good guys fighting each other due to a misunderstanding bit right like it's it's everything like titania shows up like Mm -hmm. everybody except madison yes shows up Wong doesn't show up. That's true. It's the toxically masculine kind of conclusion that we all expect, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like you can't have a superhero show or movie without there being the mega battle at the end. And that Jen, Jen repeatedly throughout the show says, this is my story. Yes. Like, whenever somebody, like, Wong is, like, taking up too much Mm -hmm. screen time, she'll turn to the the camera and she'll be like, don't forget, like, this is my story. Mm -hmm. And the way in which she makes the narrative hers at the Mm -hmm. end, I think, is really powerful. Like, we're not going to do the standard male beat-em-up kind of ending we're going to do something different yeah well it's one of the things going back to um the the thing about the guest stars is because there are a lot of guest stars in the show that could threaten to overwhelm right it being you know jennifer she hulk show but i think part of it is the fact that you know that that jen is able to break the fourth wall and maintain a kind of control over the narrative. It never felt to me like the guest stars were overwhelming right she's show. Always, she's in charge mm-hmm of the show. Even when she's at her lowest, she's still yeah. kind of narrating the show, you mm-hmm. know, and saying, no, we're not going this way, we're going that way. Um, it turns out, writing a show like this that's about a powerful woman kind of pointing out toxic masculinity mm-hmm. does lead to, do we call it woke bombing? I, I, we are review bombing, is right. the other term. So, um, I, I did not look at any numbers. Okay. Because God knows every time I mention a number of any sort on this mm-hmm. show, you get really, really upset. Uh, that doesn't sound like me. So, but I did go to Forbes, um, where Paul Tassi was writing about mm-hmm. this um, review bombing. Yes, it, you know, so he writes about how people have hated She-Hulk. They kind of hated She-Hulk before She-Hulk even showed up, yeah. um, and they're waging this war, bombing everything until Matt Murdock shows up. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, the Matt Murdock episode, he he writes, um, when he shows up, now it's well received. Even the usual haters, he says, can't mm-hmm. hate it. It's a reprieve in low scores, at least for the moment. Yeah. And of course, I'm sure the low scores didn't carry forward but it's interesting to me that like daredevil somehow provides this shield yeah if you look i think on the um the wikipedia article for the show includes the the uh, graph of the rotten tomatoes and it starts out very high at the 90s it goes down a little bit and then it shoots up for the daredevil episode and then back down for 
Um, it's interesting. That, but like, is yeah, I mean, Daredevil, I guess, is enough masculinity for yeah. these dude bros to come back. Well, and if you look at it, like right now, I think I checked this morning. Like right now, do you want to guess what the audience versus critics score is? I'm going to say critics like it. I'm going to say like a 90 from critics because some close of, some 87. Of them, okay, some of them probably don't like the uh, like the comedic episodic. I think some of the like the CGI was a little it. dodgy for them and, I, and stuff I, like that. I think that. the CGI was perfect for the show. Yeah, um, but yeah, 87 with critics. All right. I, I don't know. It's got to be really low because I read the Forbes article. So, 28. 35. Okay. With audiences. So, yeah, yeah like, it's it's ridiculously that, low. That, that That's a 35 makes me want to, like, move to Canada. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's appallingly low score. Yeah. Yeah. So, one of the things that bothered me a little bit, like, I'm trying to work my way through it, so maybe you can help me. Okay. Is the relationship with Josh. Okay. Because it seems like if you read it in the worst possible way, mm-hmm. here's what happens. Mm-hmm. Jen is a desperately lonely lady. Mm-hmm. She is easily seduced by somebody that you should be suspicious of. Mm-hmm. And like that's where everything goes wrong for her. And I'm like, we don't treat male heroes like that, do we? And then I thought maybe Batman in The Dark Knight Rises, like he's seduced by Talia Agul, right? Yeah. So there is, well, maybe, maybe it happens to men too, but it felt different to me somehow because it was happening to Jen. Fair or unfair? Uh, of all the ways they might have undermined her character, like preying on that insecurity was not uh, maybe not my favorite choice. They might have. Yeah, made. I mean, at the same time, I yeah, think for I, I I I don't have a problem with it. Okay, because it fits into the overall kind of arc of the series with Jen, which is. Her own, as she says right. in the in the therapy no, speech. No, it's fair. It's, it's her. It's her. You know that that that's the insecurity she's dealing with. It's one of the interesting. You know, we always talk about um, the superhero as a kind of wish fulfillment. That the superhero is always right. what you want to be. And right. in that speech, Wait, people want to be Batman. Oh yeah, people want to be Batman or oh, Superman yeah. or, or 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 what have you or Hawkeye. Um, but in that in Just you know, fascism. but but Go you know ahead. that Jen gets that as she says in the speech you know you know that 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 person in high school that's everything you want to be right she's like you know hello that no, you know, I, I am that i get it and i, I think it. it's it's an interesting twist on that that she does get the wish fulfillment but it's not all that it's it's cracked up to be because one of the things i find interesting is yeah. that they make the point in the pilot that she doesn't have the split personality of Bruce. Right. And yet in that therapy scene, she refers to She-Hulk and Jen as two different people. Yeah. And and it's almost like but, she develops a kind of split personality because of the way she's... So, so maybe, for me... Maybe so. You know, okay. that I thought the way in which that, that Josh preyed on those insecurities, yeah. I, I it felt to me like that was... That, that fit within the character arc of the show. It probably makes her more human. Yes. But not in a way that we make male superheroes more human. Anyway, on Collider, um, Alan Kelly was complaining a little bit about the way in which Marvel has mistreated women in general. And of yeah. course, in comic books, there's the whole, like, women in refrigerators. Mm-hmm. Which they bring up in the show. Kind of motif, right? So, like, she, he talks about um, Jessica Jones in Kilgrave, mm-hmm. the way Hellcat kind of becomes Hellcat because of misogyny. Mm-hmm. Um, the the red room for the Black Widows, mm-hmm. um, something from Agent Carter that I don't know because I didn't watch Agent Carter long enough. Okay, the way in which Thanos systematically brutalizes Nebula, mm-hmm. um, the the relationship between Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel and um, was it Yon Rog? Yes, like Jude Laws. Like 
are women, do you think, treated differently than men in that way in the Marvel Universe? She-Hulk aside, like, if, like I think we both agree. She-Hulk is really, like, brandishing those feminist... Well, but, I think know, it's... it's She-Hulk's... It, maybe not She-Hulk aside. Well, but I think part, for me, I, I you know, I don't think it's limited just to the Marvel Universe. I think... Okay, fair. You know, that there there's ways in which... And, 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 and I think this is what differentiates She-Hulk from it a little bit. So let me see if I can, if I can formulate this. Yes. Is that it's almost like it's very hard for what are largely male-dominated writers' rooms right. to imagine a strong female character that's mm-hmm. not born out of that kind of trauma. Right, but male heroes are ha- often born out of trauma, too. They are, but, 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 it, it, but it's a particular kind of trauma? It's this particular kind of okay. trauma for women. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's a limitation in terms of how men imagine women. And and one of the things that in I think... In comic books or more generally? More generally. Okay. And in, in, in just kind yeah. of, ima- like, in order to have this strong... It's... it's it's Yeah. Interesting. I was, re- I was reading some stuff this morning from my, my major author's class on Colson Whitehead. Yes. Uh, his novel, Sag Harbor, and, and was talking about how... Basically talking about him as sort of this the, the post-soul or post-racial kind of, you know, talking about a generation of... African Americans for whom the civil war civil rights era is history not experience. Right. Okay. And so having a very different relationship to it and the idea that they're writing about race without the I'm not going to phrase it exactly how it was in the article but basically yeah. with without having to um be defined by the trauma of racism. Right. Okay. Like the kind of like the kind of traumas that they went through in the civil rights era. Right. That's not something that the generation he's writing about and that he's of has gone through. But it, it, certainly they've experienced racial trauma. They have, it's and it's a not well, kind of. Race? It's a different yeah, kind, okay. but and it, it, it's not it's not a collective trauma, um, or that everyone okay. went through the same trauma. So, so that yeah. okay. I see something like that with what's going okay. on because one of the things I I do think that's interesting about She Hulk is that even though that she is victimized and violated by Josh in that way. Yeah. The show didn't strike me as keeping her as victimized. It's right. not like she's all of a sudden like you know, no. traumatized by it. She's still some you know, like that like I think but the I, next episode is when or or an episode or two after that is when she hooks up with Matt Murdock. But I, I what I really like about your explanation is at the end she writes the end of the story. It's yes. not going to be a big slugfest. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not going to get like some kind of physical catharsis yeah. against intelligentsia. Right. She's going to, you know, Sean's not going to, Sean's not going to be in the room for her to like, you know, beat up and, or, right. or that exactly. that's going to trigger her or things like that. She's going to take them to court and she's mm-hmm. going to have, you know, after they're arrested, they're going to be tried and they're yeah. going to be, you know, do the time they're supposed to do. Yeah. All right. So I think, so for Fair me, I, I think She-Hulk does something different there in that, yes, we do see that, that kind of typical MCU and, and larger pattern of, you know, the strong woman is strong because of, but of they try to the Trump. claim it. Okay. But they, they, I, I think okay. that Jen's character is not defined by that. Um, not for long, anyway. Not for yeah, right. yeah or, like, or that, over that, the arc of her character. Yeah, well, yeah. basically after the therapy session, she right. she seems to right. be fine. Yeah, um, and she can move on to a healthy and she moves on to a healthy relationship, and 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 you know, there's the great moment with with um, when um, Nikki shows up at the house after the morning with Matt Murdock. Yeah, and you know Jen's got the big smile on her face, and yeah. and she's like, oh yeah, we were satisfied, yeah, or, or whatever the line was. I don't um, remember, but. And that, yeah, she's clearly not, you know, the, 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 
what happened with Josh is clearly not the not the defining trauma of her character in the way that it is for you know the Red Room is for Black Widow and right. for all those other characters. Right. So it, I think it there is, is inescapable for Black Widow. Yeah, and, and right. that's the thing is I I don't think and, and I think that's something that's good that She Hulk deviates maybe you've from. convinced me right. It shows that you know society is traumatizing for women. Yeah, but that women need not be just victims. Yes, to it or perpetually defined by. Mm-hmm. Said trauma. That being said, She-Hulk really knows how to end a season. Yes, it does. Like, like it, we've kind of talked about it a couple of times, mm-hmm. but um, I, I can only imagine you loved her confrontation with Kevin. It, the idea that Kevin is just an algorithm that's The like, knowledge-enhanced visual interconnectivity network? I, I didn't write down what it meant. I had to look it up. I, I knew you 100% would bring that information. So good. But that he's just cooking out or cranking out these pre-cooked shows mm-hmm. that um, it's just an algorithm and like every show has to end but the same way. It's, it's almost like... Kevin has been listening to our podcast for the last two years, mm. where at least one of us has regularly been complaining about these endings. Well, yes, one of us has. Yes. One of us has acknowledged your complaints, but also, you know, <laughs> it's also largely fine with them. Exactly. So. Finally, like, I think one of the reasons I loved She-Hulk so much is I felt like the ending vindicated what I've been saying. Well, Which, without anybody having actually, I acknowledge. Yeah, well, it's, it, it's good me. that you appreciate She-Hulk on a level in which it appeals to you as opposed to what it's doing in terms of gender. Because what's really important about She-Hulk is that it proved the man was right. Oh, I didn't think about it that way. Mm-hmm. I've been very staunchly in favor of its feminism, but I, you know, it, it turns out that it's a feminist reading that I've been, I guess, presenting all this time, mm-hmm. which would put me back on the side of right. I yeah, well, that, and that's what's important, is that you're on the side of right. Well, I feel like it. Otherwise, you're crucifying me, you know, for something I didn't really say. Yeah. This is your M.O., though. I'm just going to say, I, to, you're acting like this to, is something I don't do. Always try to find that. So, so anyway, yes, you I liked did, Kevin. I did like I Kevin. Assume. I love, yeah. uh, you know, just, yeah, everything about, well, the, the, the whole, number one, it's a great homage to the, the uh, John Byrne comic. Which had her coming out of the comic book page right. and going across the border. So, and when she yeah. popped out of the Disney Plus thing, yeah, and it, like it stopped and in the middle of the show. John I I I I like yeah. John Byrne art. Now, now whose feminist credentials? Are being <laughs> yeah, I liked, in I, I, I I liked John Byrne art as a kid. John yes. Byrne the artist and creator. Yes, John Byrne the person. The person, not so much. Hard, hard, um, hard to enjoy. I I bet he didn't like She Hulk. Yeah, I don't know. I could go on his his. I'm sure someone has asked him about it on his yeah. his his One blog or whatever. You, you, not a fan. Um, Maybe but yeah, he's it was grown. That's unfair. It was it was a great moment. Um, you know, again, I it worked really well in terms of its gen taking back control of of the narrative. Yeah. Um, it was just it was funny, like all the little in jokes of of, you know. Can you, you know, the VFX team has moved on, and then they had, like, the little Wakanda, you know, you have to horns. Off ski, I was like, that, yeah. oh, I was like, that was great. Yeah. You know, when are we going to see X-Men? The, the My favorite line of the show, you know, Hulk smashes buildings, I smash Matt Murdock. Like, that was my favorite. That was such a good line. Well, then she demands he return, and he just kind of, Yeah, like, and then he just shows up. I love the fact that he shows up after everyone else shows up. Yeah. Uh, like, he's not there for the big battle, but he's yeah. just there randomly to yeah. be the new love interest. It just, it was... It was really well done. She's and, like, I know, would like to see Matt Murdock again. The makers of The Flash could have learned a few things about, yeah. you know, cheap CGI. Yeah. So, but yeah, the, Kevin was great. Um, yeah. You know, that not everything is, not everything quite works or whatever the line was. Yeah. And the, and the way in and which... He, he's got the little hat, which apparently was the yeah. part that threw Feige. Really? He was like, why does it have a baseball cap? Like, And, and Jessica was like, that's the part that you can't believe. Because <laughs> I guess they had a whole bunch of different designs for the robot. They all had the baseball in, cap. In Feige's defense... He must have a pretty good 
sense of. Like, I am shocked. Like, like I was shocked. Being I'm like, able to how laugh did it himself? Like, because it's I gave pretty, him a lot of credit because I'm I'm at the point where I'm it's like a pretty scathing critique. It of is what he's done with Marvel. It is. I'm like yeah. I I give him a lot of credit for. I'm like I yeah. you know. I could see Feige letting this happen, you know, phase one, phase two. But, yeah. I mean, he's an institution at this point. No, he's irreplaceable. In, in the MCU. Right? And I'm just yeah. like, I, I give him a lot of credit. Cause I, yeah. I, don't, I would not have expected someone in, in his position to be able to laugh at himself mm-hmm. and, and let himself yeah. be made fun of in that way. So, I, I, yeah, I, I give him all the credit that, that, they, 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 he, that he let the show do this. I agree. Because, um, yeah, the, it, was, it was a great end to the finale and... and it was yeah. it was it was as good an ending as Marvel has given us, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 one of the few things that doesn't have the same ending, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. As 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 all the other you know Marvel shows. I hope they're learning. I hope they're. You have any more notes that you want to talk through? Um, I've got like a couple fair or foul. I could knock at you real quick. Oh yeah, we can do fair or foul. Okay. I think I've talked about. Oh, I will. One yes. of the uh, one other thing that I really did like about the show. Um, is because in the comics, particularly after Jen joins the Avengers in issue two hundred twenty-one, um, you say that like Irina and I don't know. I know. I'm just she joins just the reminding Avengers you. in two twenty-one. It's like so blatantly obvious. Like, don't talk to us like we're it's children. Actually, please. It's actually it's actually two twenty-two. Yeah, no, it's actually two twenty-one. <laughs> so <laughs> don't treat us like we're children. Yeah, yeah, we're, we are like serious. I think podcasters. I think Irina just woke up. <laughs> Um, but the the thing is, so there's a couple in the comics. She's almost always in the She-Hulk form. Like she very rarely turns to Jennifer. Okay. And one of the things is is in the comics, Jennifer is supposed to be kind of this mousy, scared yeah. girl in comparison to in comparison to She-Hulk. And so I was very glad to see them avoid that. That's a nice improvement. Like that was a a massive yeah. improvement. Because she's over... a serious professional. Yeah. Agreed. So I did. So yeah, that was I I did like that. So I wanted to make sure and mention that. Excellent. Anything else? Nope. That's pretty good. All right. Fair or foul? Hanson. Oh. Because Mbop did show up. It did. The music in this, we didn't talk about the music in yeah. this in this show is great. Um, so are you, you were a big Hanson fan when it came out, but now you Oh, no. I was it, right? I was a little bit too old for Hanson. No, you weren't. Um, you still listen to Hollow Notes. But that song Let's... does slap. It, it, I, I do like that song. It bops. It's a very, like it, it, it's a very. Isn't it? Because I'm doing the harmonies. I don't know. That was not harmony. I don't know what that was, but that was not harmony. Well, I don't know what you were doing. I was doing it, mbop. I don't think so. Shubop, <laughs> loobop, dude. <laughs> so yeah, yeah no. You, you've loved that song. Forever. I do. I do. I will admit. I yeah. do. I do enjoy that song. Yeah, it, it is a so, good song. Fair. All right, um, Rotten Tomatoes listed their top 100 TV shows. Okay. She-Hulk was 77. Okay. Um, number one, Heartstopper. What? You've not watched Heartstopper? No. You know Heartstopper, though. What network is it on? Or like... uh, it's like Netflix. Oh, I... Oh. What's the description? Do you have one? Uh, it's it's the... Um, it's about two gay, um, like teenagers in high school mm-hmm. falling... I, I thought... Every young person knew Heartstopper. Yeah. Anyway, it's number one. Okay. At 100%. Um, at number 13, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, okay. At number 14, I'm just picking them randomly. Yeah, I can tell. This is random. Reservation Dogs. I don't know why you're bringing that up. Because we should do a show on Reservation Dogs. You've mentioned dogs. it once. Reservation Dogs? Yes. At least half a dozen times. No, once. At least half a dozen times. Well, it must times. be drowned out by all of the what we do in the shadows, because I don't remember you talking about Reservation Dogs nearly uh, as much Reservation as Dogs do is so good. Anyway, 
Um, there were a couple of reviews, finally, fair or yes. foul, who kind of complain that the ending doesn't engage enough with Jen's stories, with Jen's mm. story in particular. Okay. Um, they, like the one says it, the end, it needed to end with, quote, more impact, more accountability, more engagement with Jen's story. Hmm. And the other review talks about, like Den of Geek talks about, not exploring the emotional fallout as much as they might have after the gala. So, so there were there were some narrative complaints that, that yeah, kind I of mean, wrapping that character arc for Jen in terms of, you know, the 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 fallout, the emotional fallout. Yeah, but I I feel going back to my earlier point, I feel yeah. like doing that emotional fallout is is treading the kind of territory that we've talked about before. So it's better just to see her move on. Yeah, like yeah. I you know I, I you know to to I you know I don't want Jen to be because because as she says in the conversation with Kevin. You know, like, the point of the show is about her trying to find this balance between, you know, her as Jen and her as She-Hulk. Like, right. it's not about the powers. It's not, like, that's right. that's that's the arc of the show. Right. Okay. It's one of the things I found really interesting in re-watching it. Because if you go back to the original, the, the monologue she gives at the beginning when she's practicing okay, uh, you, for her, tri- her you trial. You saw that as, like, straight out of G-Men, right? The the James Cagney 1930s film where he joins the FBI. What? No. Is that too deep a dive? Yeah, it's too deep a dive. Okay, because we can't talk about 30s film, but no, we can we talk can't. about Avengers 222. Yes, we can. You know, at great length. 221. Um, so here's the opening <laughs> monologue. Let me let me know I if this swear, sounds familiar. Know. Why do I come back every I week? I like, do not like, know. Why, why do I? It's just so like, good. I clearly have some kind of self-loathing that's just like programmed into me. So here's the open. These, these are the first words in the series. Just like James Cagney. What is the responsibility of those with power? Do they merely have an obligation to refrain from the misuse of that power, or do they have a duty to protect those without them? Mm Mm-hmm. Totally James Cagney. Like, 100%. It's not James Cagney. Switching from the gangster to the FBI guy. It's not James Cagney. Yeah, that's Brick Davis, right? 100% Brick Davis. Anyway, Avengers 222? No. You said, we, you know, she was moving on. Perhaps it's time for us to move on to the next show. Well, no, because you haven't actually, you know, said anything about what I just read. Oh, what do you want me to say? It's I, the, it, with great power comes great responsibility speech. Yeah, oh, kind of like Brick Davis. Like every No, time it's I, not like Brick Davis. Every time I say something about it, it's what you don't want me to say. Yeah, because so, you keep saying you Brick just, Davis. If, like, it's, it's <laughs> like that means anything to anyone. If you could just slide me a note about what my response should be. The response is like, oh, you, that's the with great... That, it, it, it's the entire oh, arc of the series. That's the Peter Parker yes, speech. It's but, the entire arc of the series. Thank you. It's, it's such, such insight you, yes. <laughs> you brought to this program. Just, like just Rick Davis worst. would have, you know. You're such a Todd. <laughs> such a Todd. No door. You're you're just a, you're just a Todd. <laughs> or maybe you're maybe you're oh, no you're yeah, not, you're a you're, Todd. You're not a Josh. You're not that bad. But you're you're a bit of a Todd. <laughs> I'm just gonna call it. You're you're a Todd. You're so Todd. <laughs> All right. As I said, we should be moving on. Next week, I guess we're going back to back superheroes. We are. I, yes. I, what? So, as a teaser for next week. Mm-hmm. What do you think you're gonna think about Black Adam? About Black Adam? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, he's not. So you're just you have no sense of it whatsoever. I, I, Black Adam is a hard sell for me in terms of he is, you know, like we've talked about this before. Yeah, he is possibly the most uncharismatic character in the comics, paired with one but of the most the charismatic actors. Yeah. I just, I'll be curious to see how that works. For me, it's the balancing of The Rock, who mm-hmm. I will watch in almost anything. Yeah, and 
the DC Extended Universe. Yeah. Which I almost always prefer not to watch. Yeah, it's... it's so. And there's a Hawkman, and I loved Hawkman as a kid, and I just feel like... Uh, it's Hawkman like, and Dr. Fate, and, yeah. and you, got the, you got a whole kind of mini JSA running around in there. So I, you're feeling like you're going to be meh on the whole thing. I Well, you know, I, I've yet to be much more than meh for yeah. the DCEU, so it's I hard think, for me to, to muster up. I mean, i got to keep my expectations yeah. low. For me, it's The Rock. I think this is going to be a home run. I just, this I, is my you know. prediction right now. Black okay. Adam is a home run. Okay. It's going to be one of your top three superhero movies. That is not going to happen. <laughs> I can almost... I, if, if, if Better than Logan. If It will be better than Logan. Okay, now you're just being... You're being insane. I feel like... What should your... Irina, what should his punishment be if it's not better than Logan? <laughs> I feel like you have to pay some consequences for this, this, okay. this stuff I, you're pulling. Right, what, and if it is, what do I win? Oh, you don't win anything. You you win you win um um not um, having a punishment. credibility. <laughs> having a punishment. Yes, not having a punishment. Yes. Uh oh boy. See, I want you yeah. You can pick a show topic of your entirely alone choice. I can do that anyways. We've got we do so many shows. It's like I don't know what you're talking Whenever about. Whenever I say you're the boss, you're like, I'm not the boss. <laughs> you literally just said I can do whatever I want to do. Not all the time, but one show I can do that. Says the man who's making us do Titanic. I I suggested Titanic. Oh, you were like, we have to do Titanic. Titanic we must do ti- We must do Titanic. Well. So. Oh, I know what it is. Your punishment. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I get to do whatever we want for the 200th episode. But that you, puts a lot of pressure on me. No, that's perfect. You can no, lo- been established. You can you no longer complain about Easter episode. eggs. For the rest of this season. Ooh. For the rest of the season? Yes. Oh, man. It's that, or you can no longer complain about numbers for the rest of the season. So take your pick. Man, that's like that's, <laughs> the devil's party yeah, right there. It is. So I can't complain about numbers. Why am I even agreeing? To this? <laughs> I don't have to agree <laughs> to this. Yes, I you can't, do. All right, I can't complain about numbers or East. One, you want to, or both. You can't complain. You can't complain about anything I say for the rest of the season. No, I'll take. I'll take. Um, <laughs> You've not been doing numbers lately. That's true, I've not. So I will I will say I will not complain about numbers. Does the season end in January? No, the season ends in May. I have to go all the way to May? Yes. All right, I will not complain about Or really, numbers. it includes the summer, because it starts over in the fall. So okay. I will not complain about numbers. And that's if it is not in my top three of movies. I feel like you're, that's, obviously it was hyperbolic. <laughs> I would say it won't, it will be in your top ten. There's no way it's going to be in my top ten. So, okay. There's no way. All right, so... Give me the top 12 then. No. Well, I'm just... It's not going to be in the top 12. There's no way. Okay, so then you will accept the, our bet that I think it will be in your top 12. The, the bet in which I risk nothing? Yes, yes, I do accept this bet. Okay, all right. <laughs> the bet in which there it's are no bet. consequences for me whatsoever? Yeah. Yes, I'm fine with this did bet. Not, did not work out well for me. No, it did not. Anyway, moving on. Yes, to Next Black Adam. Next will be a Black Adam, a top 12 film. <laughs> I hope it's a top 12 film. 